So chance there's a good chance that one one or both of you drank like Coca-Cola out of a mug that I that my jizz was in. Are you recording now? Well, boys, okay. we're back in the basement. Moon's back in Studio A, the classic basement. It's becoming a bit of a locale, you know, like it's like a like a uh, a scene, a classic. Like they might make a Disney World area based on this. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna be like Hogwarts someday. Yeah, or like the Star Wars zone. It'd yeah. Be like people really excited. It's called Galaxy's Edge. Or, It'll be just like you're in the basement. People come down there, and they'll be really disappointed that there's, like, none of the rides are open. Or you can just, like, record your own podcast and go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's like recording a record at uh, Third Man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you just come It'll down like here. That. Yeah, and you, you, we just give you a, a case of Strohs. Yeah. And, say, <laughs> and like, at the uh, um, Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, you can sit down and, like, call a game. Like, there's, like, a game on a monitor, and you can, like, call it into a microphone. Perfect. Well, uh, another episode. Dustin, that's Dustin. Of Trash Delivery. This is Dustin. I'm Kevin. I'm Nick. And I'm actually, my microphone, I'm going to adjust it down. It's too high up. Hurt my back. Over, uh... I don't want to sit up that straight. There we go. All right. Over all those years you did at charm school. Well, we're back on the pod. How is everyone? I'm all right. Uh, no, I had a bad day. Oh no. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, I have, I have two cars, right? And I have to get rid of the second car because it's just been sitting on my 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 where my house used to be. And but now that it's foreclosed, the people or the bank needs the car off the lot. Wait, what? It's the whole thing. They're not still building the house. Or no. Whatever? Oh um, no. Uh. And uh, so I got to get this car off the lot. And I, so I contacted this guy uh, from the dealer to who's going to, you know, just come take the car. He's, you know, he's, he's going to um, just buy the car off me. Okay. Um, and uh, but I need I can't find the title. I lost the title. Uh, so I'm looking through these like these papers that I have uh, for, uh, you know, just a box of just assorted papers uh, that we salvaged from the house when it, you know, after it burned down. Uh, and, uh, I, I find my dad's, my, my parents' marriage certificate and cause I'm, I, I can't find the stuff. So I'm just opening everything and I open this and there's, there's a marriage certificate in there. And, and then there's also, uh, a, a letter and I, I just open the letter and it's a letter that my mom wrote my dad, uh, in 1998, the first time that they separated where it's, uh, uh, she's just, uh, you know, outlining, her problems with my dad's drinking and you know saying you know you're a hateful violent drunk and this this is what you're tearing our family apart and and uh and I just read that letter and I was just it's first time I had seen my mom's handwriting in like years and then just reading this letter where my mom's like you're writing about my dad like you know, I hope you find God. You're you're a miserable drunk. And then on the next, it's just two pages. And it's the first page of her just being like, I'm, I gotta go. And the second page is just, because my mom was such a practical woman. The second page is just her outlining, all right, I got you an apartment. Here's the key. Here's your move-in date. And it's, 
It's wild shit. It's what, and, and and then I you know I just abandoned my quest for the title because I was too was too yeah. emotionally hung up after that. But uh, it, was, it was yeah, it was crazy. So then I just took a nap. Fuck. That was my day. How's your day, Dustin? Um, well. Um, nothing. <laughs> I feel kind of trumped by that. <laughs> Isn't it, you know what sucks about the word Trump is that, like, that word has been tainted forever now. Yeah. You can't even say, like, that trumps this. Trump just brought it into full bloom. That's what I mean, it, trumped up still works. Trumped up, trickle down. Yeah. Is it, I mean, <clears throat> that's, why, that's why I only call him Trump. Yes. It is still important to do that, and I'm really glad that everybody's still doing that yes. and how keep, much it's keep working. Hashtag Donald Trump. Keep up the good work. Mm. You can see his hit points go down like a little tiny bit. He's got a lot, but, you know, that's how it works in a boss fight. <laughs> you just keep hitting him. Yeah, whittling away. Whittle it away. Stock up on elixirs. I'm going to hit him with that super attack. The, 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 uh, the molar report. I mean, that really did a lot of damage. Mm. So you should use the Odin summon, because that'll kill him in one hit. And then the baby, the the big bu- baby balloon, Trump baby. What? Mm. That did a lot of damage. I mean, it's amazing. He's just like, he's a, what do you what do you call him, like a tank? He's like a sponge. Takes hits, but... Yeah, he just absorbs he, it all. I mean, he's the Teflon president. That's why I say keep your eye on those hit points. He's a superhero that just absorbs energy and then can blast it back out. Is that Rogue? Yeah. Is that Trump? Yeah, basically. Trump and Rogue. Rogue's way hotter than Trump. Anna Paquin, she's got... Yeah, she's got the right stuff. She's got boobs. She's got all the right moves. Talking about boobs. Did you see- all the right moves starring Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Leah Thompson, and I have a signed copy of All the Right Moves. Uh, signed by whom? Leah Thompson. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Trump uh, said that... How could someone be racist that th- their little boy play with Michael Jackson? The little boy being Donald Jr. What? <laughs> he let Donald G. He was like, "How could I be racist? I let I let little Donald play with uh, with Michael Jackson." That's that's how he. Did he say now. this recently? <laughs> so, <laughs> he like, yeah, he said Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I let little little uh, Donald play with Michael Jackson. How could I be racist? What, what we gotta do? Is make America great again? Yeah, you gotta do more than just do the lips. To make it sound like Trump, you made him sound like Bernie. Yeah, I know. No, I'm doing Bernie. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't do Trump. I, I, I it, it comes out different ways, you know. Wrong ways. Quid pro quo times ten. And, and let me just say, be quiet. 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 My main point is that just Donald uh, Trump does love his son. I realized, and and just the one son. He definitely doesn't love Eric. Eric no, I don't think he really remembers that Eric exists. Every once in a while, he'll see Eric and kind of like get shocked for a second, kind of like he'll. Like a star. Eric's like a weird shadow yeah. God Jr. Yeah. He's like, where did you come? This He's his tethered. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> it's just like a thing that grew on his back. He's a quato? Yeah, and then they cut it off. And that's, yeah. now they just feed him rats to keep him alive. <laughs> He's the he's the Bart he's the other Bart in the they keep in the attic mm-hmm. in the Trias Four. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one day he's gonna, God willing, they're gonna swap out. Because uh, Don Don Jr. is the most insufferable one because he's the one he he knows he's been anointed to be the successor. Mm. He's got the name, so he gets all the like he 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 walks around with a puffed up chest of like, I'm the next guy. 
and that, that, that Eric loses all of his, you know, his swagger from that. He knows that you know, he's always going to be number two. He's like, well, first of all, my name's Eric. Yeah. So. So he's not, he doesn't even have the name for the legacy. But, I mean. Who the fuck is Eric? I find him slightly more tolerable. So, I, you know, I hope one day they, he, he, gets to, he gets to perform the switcheroo and locks uh, Don yep. Jr. in the basement. Well, Donald Jr. is still uh, actively vying for and has the idea of his father loving him in his head. But I think Eric is probably in kind of a like a realm of detached acceptance, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really see him. Him. Uh, you know, Donald. Donald Jr. is always out there, like, to be basically doing stuff that says like, "Daddy loved me." I mean, he wrote a whole book. Why do you think he, there's? Is there any way way that he wrote that book for any other reason than to have his dad tweet it out and say like, "It's a great book." You gotta yeah. get this book. Oh yeah, for approval. I'm sure he's from my son Donald. He didn't even say like my my lovely son, my very smart son, my talented son. He just said from my son. Just well, Trump's a truthful person. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he is his son. Mm-hmm. Trump tries, he might. He cannot lie. He does have st- very strong daddy loves me energy. And uh, I calling his book trigger. Like, do these guys have like any any sense of like self awareness at all? It's really like, called triggered. It's. I was just saw at the bookstore today. I got, I got you each copies for Christmas. It's called Triggered, and there's first of all every fucking comics like every male like middle aged comics comedy special now is called Triggered, and there's a bunch of books already called Triggered written by like pundits. It's like, uh, do, and I bet they all think they're the first ones who fucking did this come up with this title. It's like, it's that shows you that they don't consume anything. They don't like fuck it. They've never read anyone else's books. They're, because my, their thoughts are so, I mean, their, their thoughts are so special. Thoughts. One thing going through my grandparents' house uh, when uh, we're getting it ready for the, the what do you call it, the real estate sale. Just, the, you know, clearing out the, yeah. the, the house. Estate sale. Estate sale, yeah. So, uh, we found, or I was going through all of his old, like his Bill O'Reilly books. Yeah. Why are you, he, Kevin is distracting He loves me. to do He's that. He's sticking his yeah. finger in my sweater hole. He sticks his finger in my shirt holes all it's the upsetting. time. It's upsetting. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to make you more making my me side ups- boob. I'm trying to become conscious of it. Well, it's maybe it's good for the pod because I feel a little bit more fire in my blood now. I feel yeah. kind of like fighting you. <laughs> there's, no, there's no fighting. Yeah, I'm angry. There's no fighting. I'm yeah, pissed at you, I'm Kevin. Trying to, I'm trying to put put it. You know, don't stick your finger in my sweater hole. But <laughs> don't make it I'm sound so up sexual. Myself. Hey, you're the one that did it. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh yeah, Bill O'Reilly. Your grandpa. My Bill grandpa, O'Reilly. all his Bill O'Reilly books, just like whatever, killing. They were like even the old ones before the killing Lincoln, killing whoever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, before he got killing in, Rasputin. Really got into his historical wheelhouse. Yeah, it was just like oh, there's one where it's like the 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 reason why they hate you or something about liberals or like they don't. In all of these books, they they had little uh, toilet paper bookmarks about like usually about halfway through the intro, maybe halfway through the first chapter. Okay. So. So at least he didn't read them. I don't think anyone's reading these books, really. No. They they just <laughs> they they just get There's it. There's probably some people are reading them. But I like, actually uh, most I, people probably don't read them. No. One Christmas, my uh, I, my dad got me a Glenn Beck book. Holy shit! My dad was not like my dad voted for Democrats, but my dad wasn't. He like didn't watch cable news. He does. He didn't like. He didn't like follow politics. He just voted Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, so and uh, so he didn't like know who Glenn Beck was, but he knew that I was like political. He knew that I was a political person. And he's like, look, this book's a political book. 
I'm gonna get Kevin's political book, and then I open <laughs> I it. Didn't think past. Didn't think that. past it, and I just open it up, and I was like, and he was like, he was like, he's like, he, I could tell he was like, oh, he's excited, he's like, <laughs> political book, and I was just like, I'd be excited, Dad. <laughs> do you know who this fucking guy is? The political book by a political guy. Do you, I hope you have the receipt. <laughs> Jesus, I would love to have a Glenn Beck book. I did take it back. His, uh, those thick frame glasses when he wants to be concerned and smart. Mm-hmm. You know, like on the book covers, he always has those. And I don't know where they go when he. S- start swatting at the chalkboard. Maybe he throws him off. I need I don't to. Know. I could. I could stand to revisit Glenn Beck. His. Yeah. His, I don't know. His performances are. Have you seen any of the Trump faith advisor stuff? Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen. I mean, I, I saw. Speaks in tongues. Yeah, I just saw that, that that she's like a mega church person. Yeah. Trump has a faith advisor. Yeah, something white. Her last name is White, which I thought was apropos. That's obnoxious. It's it's just it's it's. She it, said that it's the White House's hallowed ground. Oh, that's what she was, and she was she saying said it's like holy ground, and that like she was saying no, she wasn't even saying it was. She was saying I could declare it hallowed ground. She was bragging about her ability to basically okay. act as God's. Well, then she was saying that Trump Earth. is God's will, and that he's oh, in, yeah. and that he's infallible. Oh to she said to say uh, no to him would be saying, saying no, no to, God, to God, and she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's the, what's her name? I don't know. Something white. That's it. Like the thing is, that's just insane. It's insane that there are like evangelical type people out there who are able to. I, I realize that like uh, like modern day Christianity in America is like completely perverted yeah. and is like warped beyond all measure. But I don't know how you can even pretend to reconcile the fact that of, of Trump being a Christian, which he certainly he never even he doesn't even like make gestures to, to towards being Christian. I'm shocked that he has a faith advisor. I've never heard him talk about religion ever. I mean, the truth of it is, is that a lot of Christians are dipshit fakers too. No, no, I know. Well, and also, I don't know. The ones that aren't maybe think that he's going to end the world and bring the rapture, right? I mean, like the pencils. Oh, there's the ones that are purely strategical about it. They're just like, yes, he's going to allow Israel to start the revelations, and we're going to get the locusts with long silver hair. We're going to get the trumpets. We're going to get the psychedelic fucking apocalypse that we all crave. I don't think there's I mean I, those people exist but I really don't think that's like the like like most evangelical Christians. Like my aunt is a crazy evangelical Christian and I would I would I, I should call her up and be like cuz I'm I'm almost positive she voted for Donald Trump. She had to have. Uh and she's the most religious person I've ever met in a sincere way. Uh and I don't know how she fucking yeah, right. reconciles like those grab facts. Him by the pussy and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it, 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 he's just so nakedly anti-Christian. Yeah. When I because I just watched Madawan, and uh, for the listeners who aren't aware, it's a John Sales from from ni- from the late eighties about the uh, Madawan uh, uh, coal miners. Eminent uh, leftist filmmaker John Sales. John Sales, yeah, it's a great film. Uh, it's a great leftist film. There are more. Every film should be like it. But uh, there's a character in it. It's set in the 20s in West Virginia, and this is a nascent union. Um, uh, and they, they, they need help from the outside uh, because, you know, this is back in the time when they could just hire, you know, private security agencies to come just fuck you up if you're not going to, you're not going to work. All right, we're going to, like, kill you until you start working. And uh, there's a character in the movie. Uh, he's, a, he's like a 15-year-old who, like, used to, he used to be in the mine, he, you know, he worked the mines, uh, because this is the 20s, this is before, like, child labor laws, right? right. Uh, and he's also, like, a preacher on the side, and there's this really great scene that I think captures just the soul of American Christianity, like, in, 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 to, in contrast. First, 
you, uh, it's there's a preacher who's like the older preacher who's who's running the house, and he's played by John Seals himself, and he's giving a he's giving a a, a sermon. And he, the sermon just becomes like, and the greatest, you know, the devil work, walks on earth. The devil works on earth. He's communism. He's Bolsheviks. He's, uh, you know, he's union men. And then the kid who's like, the kid is like sincerely religious, you know, he like, he believes in like, like the socialist Jesus Christ. He believes in like what, like I, I do sincerely believe that like the, like a lot of the Christian religion, like if you, if you look, boil down the Christianity to its messages, a lot of them are really good messages, like the like like the uh, the Jesus one, the Jesus stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. good shit. Yeah, exactly. And this kid, so he takes the stage afterwards, and he's try and he's he's like he's abhorred by what he deserves, and he like tries to preach God like the gospel, you know, and like brings it together towards the present day, towards the, the message of Jesus, like Jesus will be a union man, all that shit, and it just gets <laughs> drowned out, man. just gets drowned <laughs> because like the other voice is so loud. Wherever I go, God rules. When I walk on White House grounds, God walks on White House grounds. I had every right and authority to declare the White House as holy ground because I was standing there and where I stand is holy. To say no to President Trump would be saying no to God. This is the Bible Belt. This is America. This is where we are free to worship Jesus in the open. We have an electoral politics con- correspondent. Oh, it's going to be the first other human being to be. It's a happy election day. So we uh, be we're we're trying to change our ways. We are atoning. We we hope for our full communism, the subreddit full communism, <laughs> can accept accept us back. We didn't vote today, so we're no longer participating in such silly, foppish liberal ideas as a. Uh, Electoral going, politics. Going to the booth to vote, mm. punching in a thing. So, but we do have uh, a little idiot. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Rocco. Uh, but he did go and vote today. Okay. Uh, and he's going to tell us what it was like. He's going to tell us his experiences. I'm excited to hear it. We got Rocco. I want to hear Rocco about his modern life. Um, I'll in, I guess I'll do a short introduction. Rocco is the creator of How to Write a Book. And make at least six hundred dollars. We've spoken about this on the show. Flyaway success, yeah. See, now we have him in the flesh. So say what you want about him, and and going to, to vote like a dummy. I mean, the guy knows how to make fucking six hundred bucks. So I don't know. If you don't know how to make six hundred bucks, maybe shut your trap. So here we go. Let's call Rocco. Welcome, Rocco. Can, can you All hear right. us? Can you guys? Can, hey, what's up? Can you hear the boys? Well, everyone lean in. Kinda Gather yeah, around. Good, good Let's, enough. All right. We're, we're, we're working out the, the fucking kinks. I'm going to tell you all a story about going story. to vote at an elementary school. We'd love to hear it. Tell us what it was like out there. Oh, man. Oh, it was really lovely. It was a lovely fall day. Uh, there was one woman with her kids handing out Haribo gummy bears with her name on them for city council. And then there was a really nice gentleman in a suit handing out uh, flyers for voting for a mayor. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if these are good people. And I kind of read those very small amount of literature. Then I got inside, and they were pretty much the only candidates. <laughs> so, uh, wow. It's kind of a no-brainer right there. <laughs> and then, uh, you voted and then there was a couple uh, millages or whatever, which I truly do not understand. I was on my phone Googling it and trying to figure it all out, and I don't know what a mill is. And Aren't I they like taxes? It's a million dollars, and it's not. <laughs> 
take extra dough for <laughs> schools like, or whatever. They're talking yeah. about lots of money. Because so. it's a millage that, that keeps the DIA free for people in the Tri-County Okay, so, so that's what I thought. I thought it was like, it's like very, very small amounts of money that go like into your taxes that, that, that it's, so it adds to your taxes, but it like supports things like that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and schools and stuff like that. Okay, so that's what I thought. So I always vote yes on those. I always am like, all right, schools and libraries, that's that's my shit. So like, I, it's very important, I think. So let's let's do it. Let's support this millage. But this one was worded in such a way where it said that it said that it was going to uh, uh, like like shift the funding to the library to make it a better like better thing for the library. I can't remember the exact wording. It was very lawyery. And I was like, wait, so that sounds like they're going to cut funding to the library and they're like telling people, because it was worded in a way where it sounded like some of the library money was going to go to the police. Oh, no. Well, I kind of like the police, kind of like the police in the city I live in based on two interactions, but they don't need more money at all. In (laughs) fact, they probably need less. And uh, they, I don't want to give them any money. And so I voted no. Even though I was like, I like libraries. It was I was sitting there for a while. I was scratching my head on that one, but I think I made the right decision. I think you and made that was the, right the whole ballot. You may have defunded the library. If the library closes, at least I'll like I'll walk by the closed library and there'll be a guy with a bindle and he'll be like, I used to be a police officer. <laughs> like, oh, well, take the good with so the yeah, bad. Make that one, I suppose. Yeah, dude, the. The only reason I like the police in this city is because the two times I've I've actually called the cops twice. Once because I thought this tree was gonna fall on my house, and uh, I for, I call I didn't ever call nine one one. I just called the police station. I was like, hey, will you take a look at this tree and tell me what I'm supposed to do? And this guy just showed up. He's just like cracking up, and he got out of his car. He's like, man, I don't know what the fuck you should do. He's like, I think you should probably just let it fall on your house and collect the insurance money. <laughs> that, was like, crazy. that was the cop advice. He was like, he was. He just he starts unloading rounds like, into the tree. I, I, I immediately felt like we were like friends in my garage, just <laughs> talking, drinking beers, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of cool." And then he's like, "Anyway, good luck, man." He got his car, and drove away, <laughs> and then uh, me and my neighbor cut the tree down into the street. It was actually pretty cool. It's probably one of the most badass things I've ever done. Here and we go. Then, uh, which which is a very low bar. <laughs> And then uh, the other time I called the cops, there was a there was a uh, a couch in the street, and I almost hit it. <laughs> and I went around it and called the police station. I was like, "You guys gotta get that couch out of the street." <laughs> I was, I feel like those are the things you call the police for. Yeah, that's like because yeah, you, you made the, the police city. move the couch. Uh, yeah, I told yeah. them. I mean, I was like, "There's a danger in the road." I don't know who's supposed to do that at fucking one in the morning when I was on my way home from work. So I was like, "Yeah, go get that couch out of the fucking street, or you're gonna be doing something a lot worse." In <laughs> that's about a good an hour. use. I it like was really dark. Yeah, this is in, yeah, dude. That's like a good reason to call. Yeah, in an ideal yeah. world, this is the only kind of like yeah, action I like, want the police to be doing. Next time, if you need help moving, yeah, that's what like, I'm, I'm saying. Having trouble like, getting my sofa through my doorway. Like, that's why I like the, the police. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> how I'm gonna city. get this couch out of the doorway. Bring the jaws of life over. Let's make this happen. Yeah, cops should just be like people <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. haul, call to like like uncles to come hang out with you. You're just lonely. Yes, dude. Yeah, this is this is truly liberal cor- the liberal electoral co- politics corner where we tell wholesome <laughs> stories about the police and how uh, we think that they might be good if we. No, uh, no, no. I'm, I fucking hate the cl- police. They would, I think. they would be good if they just moved furniture and helped dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the fire. Instead that's what the fire them. department does, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll make all policemen firemen, but that would ruin the fire department. Yeah, that's true. 
Just uh, make all policemen uh, uh, dead. Yeah, that's yeah. Stole the words right out of my mouth. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> make so, policemen dead again. <laughs> I'm making hats. Oh God. <laughs> I'm making hats. My little brother. My little brother's wanted to be a, a fireman like his whole life. He's actually like gone to school for it and stuff. Like he's he's pretty close to being a fireman. And there was a point where he was like he was like going for interviews and they were like, yeah, you could just be like public safety and then you know do the basically be a police officer and then do the firefighter every once in a while. I like supported his dream for like. 15 years and then as soon as he said that to me i was like no <laughs> and then he's like all right i won't do that and i was like god bless you he's like he's like holding out for a real fireman job that doesn't involve being a cop i was like that's pretty fucking cool principled <laughs> yeah yeah plus like, you get to do the calendar you gotta stick to your guns on that one you want to be a real fireman you want to have like What's the, that? hmm what hello do we lose you uh oh oh wait no you're back okay you're oh, back you're back you're back we're good all right that's spooky yeah. <laughs> Halloween hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah, from dude, I thought it was over. <laughs> it was fucking Halloween just never ends. Sign of the cross. Um so yeah, also um Rocco, as I mentioned before, uh, do you want to talk about your book? I I mean, I'll plug it real quick. Yeah. I, I don't well, know. I want to hear from your words cuz I've been do doing a bad job of describing show. it. Yeah, it's uh, it's called it's called How to Write a Book and Make at Least Six Hundred Dollars. It's 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 searchable on Amazon. It's actually at one point you could just type How to Write and it was like the fifth one down. I don't know, I think it's kind of a lot further down. Now. I think wow. you have to write How to Write a Book now and it's like the tenth one down, which is still pretty cool. But the rev- I read uh, some yeah, it's, it's sold it's sold better than I expected. What's up? Oh, I read uh, a bunch of the reviews and they were quite quite good. Oh yeah, a couple of them are really. There's one. That, there's one that's super long that I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. it's very, very funny. Yes, we got a fan that does that. Hey penguin, if you need six hundred <laughs> bucks, write a book. Hey, hey penguin. The the other two co-hosts, Nick and Kevin, are like pretty incredulous that it's uh, that it's not me. Still, it's you. <laughs> Is that the the review where it says something about like black tar heroin? Yes. Yep. <laughs> on your guys's okay that's a good review that's yeah. a good review that's what we're <laughs> looking for you just dream <laughs> about when you make something speaking of the reviews now that we brought it up let's just say all right everyone listening come on let's we gotta we gotta get out there we gotta give good reviews to trash delivery we've been hit with a really <laughs> brutal two-star review it's <laughs> true it was devastating oh, shit, really? yeah uh they said that we were <laughs> just we were like uh a ripoff of chapo but less well-read uh, so I take umbrage I, with that fact. So I've been reading some more books, and but I read all the Magic Treehouse books this week, all of them. It, <laughs> Zach and Emily, what are their names? <laughs> I, don't, I wish I could tell you so I could keep the bit going, but I don't remember. Oh man, I I read them when I was in first grade. They're fun. They're good yeah. shit. <laughs> I read all the Richard Scary books, but then I found out that was capitalist propaganda. <laughs> I switched to Thomas scary. and the Tank Engine. Found out the same fucking thing. So. I actually am done. I was reading the Boxcar Children when I was a kid, so that informed my le- leftist per- perspective. Is that got leftist undertones? I don't know. They ride the fucking rails, man. Yeah, they're Boxcar Children. Hell yeah, they're they're not being served properly by the like the yeah, welfare state. Yeah. There's no, there's why are these kids in Boxcar? I don't remember at all. I probably read twenty five of these books, and I have no idea what they're about. How many kids are there? Is there like a hundred of them, and each one is no like there's like different kids wander out. Each <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. This is thirty years ago. Dude, there was the, there was so many chapters in those books. <laughs> <laughs> like we would <laughs> just, just to make you feel cool, like, like you read a big book. 
Yeah, exactly. In like second grade, we had a teacher who read us one chapter of Boxcar Children every day, and it took like two months or three months. It was like, I remember at one point, like towards the end of the book, being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, not obvious. Like, what, what are we even doing? I can't remember. Anything. Just like a trickle of information. <laughs> uh just one word a day of yeah. boxcar children. <laughs> Maybe that's why they have to start short <laughs> chapters, like for the teachers, so they can just like that actually be like, all right, let's just read fucking two pages to these idiots and give them some crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what school's like? That's sort of. Uh, you remember, remember when we watched uh, Peanut Butter Solution, Rocco? We were watching what? Remember when we watched Peanut Butter Solution? Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, this is for the I listeners. Still that song stuck in my head sometimes. The Magic Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen to the Magic Man. <laughs> wait, wait. What she goes? She goes like, oing, oh. She goes bing a bang, yes. ding a dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank God! I'm so glad you could conjure it. That was it. Bing a bang. Them, you gotta show them the video of that later because it's such a good video. <laughs> yeah, this is Celine Dion's like one of her first musical appearances in America mm. was for this f- fucking movie called The Peanut Butter Solution. It's a uh, it's a it's a brilliant art film that's just not appreciated. Uh, it's it's made by Michael Rubbo. It's actually like a a fucking very bizarre <laughs> children's film that. Uh, there's, a lot of people were just left with this bizarre impression in adult life that this movie may or may not existed. They just have like flashing memories of the like scenes in it. It's a bizarre fucking movie. But uh, Celine Dion d- does the main theme, and she's not. She still has like a thick accent, and she's singing. She's like supposedly she didn't know English. That's right. Yeah. That's the, yeah. She's, she's like she's like approximating words in another. It's like when it's like when like the Beatles would like go to Russia and like try and play <laughs> songs in Russian or whatever wherever they were. I they learned know. those German songs and like calmed in minor hand. Yeah, she yeah. leaped Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in general. It was uh yeah, but peanut butter solution. That's a singular work, man. That's like that's like worthwhile. Yeah, it's a wild film. The, What's the plot? The man. So there's a little boy. And he meets some ghosts. Okay, first of all, he climbs into a haunted house, and he sees the fright, and it makes all of his hair fall out. And then he meets the ghosts <laughs> that live in his house, and uh, the ghosts give him a magical, give him a a, a, a solution, a chemical, like a, a what do you call it, like a, a recipe, For to make butter? the peanut butter solution. Uh, so they tell him they're they're really very specific. You know, don't put too much peanut butter in it. The kid fucking really fudges it just like dumps the whole jar in doesn't really take this seriously even though he just met ghosts he just doesn't think and, and he uh then he smears it on his hair and his hair starts growing really rapidly oh yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, there is a, isn't there a joke yeah there's a joke about his pubes we like while watching it joked like oh yes, and his yes. pubes are growing and then it cuts to a shot of like hair growing out of his fucking pant legs <laughs> oh, uh there's one great part where uh the kid the because he has his friend cutting his hair as it's constantly growing in the classroom. The teacher says, you have to leave this classroom. And then he stands up and he's like, please, sir, I want to be educated. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part. That is, that's all I remember. Also though, like it came out like, uh, it came out like 
the same year as the Goonies, and I remember feeling like, like a lot of parts like were were it fe- it feels like they like saw the trailer for the Goonies and they were like we have to make a fucking movie right now we have to make a movie <laughs> yeah. about kids and we we're just gonna guess what the Goonies about and try and beat them to air or something yeah and at the end of the day they made a way better movie than the Goonies <laughs> the kid the the oh, art teacher steals all the kids. By the end of this movie, you have a, a warehouse full of stolen children uh, from which he's Topical. harvesting their hair to make magic paintbrushes where he can make a painting that you can go in, into. That sounds awesome. It's great. It's I don't like, know if Nick and Kevin are familiar with uh, Batman the Animated Series, but oh, he's yeah. a lot like the Sewer King. The Sewer King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's fucked up. It's like, it, it reminds me of like, uh, that, like, What's that movie? No, maybe I'm not. Maybe it probably doesn't actually. What? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm like having a mixed up. You know, it they're all like in weird fucking like spider web hammocks. They're like in weird hammocks in the warehouse. They're all like sleeping in these weird ass hammocks. And oh, it, yeah. I was going to say it was my children of God, City of Children. City of Lost Children. Kill, City of Lost Children. Yes. But then I was also thinking of a, a specific oh, shot yeah. from uh, Battleship Potemkin, which is just like a weird brain thing that I have that just sounds like I'm trying to brag about having seen oh, you've seen it, Battleship. Seen it. About knowing the... Have you seen movie. Strike? There's a... Uh, no. Which one? Strike? strike? Yeah. That? It's an Eisenstein movie. Yeah, Strike's... I actually like Strike better than Potemkin. Me too. Yeah. Strike's crazy. Yeah. It's more exciting. It's got. I think it's got. Potemkin, Potemkin has the steps and it's the iconic and you know. that yeah. Yeah, but the rest uh, of the movie hammock scene the that I remember. Shot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, oh, yes, Eisenstinian hammock scene in uh, peanut butter. <laughs> I think of the greats, Sergei Eisenstein and the guy who made Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Wait, the guy who made Killer Clowns from Outer Space made the Peanut Butter Falcon or the Peanut no, Butter did he? Solution? Uh, no, the guy who made Peanut no, Butter no, Solution. No, I don't think so. But it's is Michael Rubbo. I just want to get his name the, out there. They have the the what? cotton candy. Uh, the cotton candy um, cocoons in that, you know. You tell me a movie. Like that. You tell me a movie called The Peanut Butter Solution, made by a guy named Michael Rubbo. You'd think it was like a porn movie <laughs> about a guy who's got blue balls, who's like, I know the solution: put peanut butter on my balls, <laughs> and my dog will lick it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's yeah. the peanut butter solution. That's the peanut butter solution. <laughs> oh man, I'm really horny, yeah. and I'm also so lonely. If only there was a solution <laughs> to this problem. Mm, <laughs> could be. Peanut oh butter. man, I really want to beat off, but I burnt my hands taking pizza rolls out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> Honestly, a relatable situation. <laughs> and then the ghosts show up and they let you know. <laughs> Just don't put too much. We won't tell you what happens. Oh fuck. Now, last thing is a spoonful of peanut butter, and that's very important because it makes it all stick together. But don't do too much of it, or watch out. What'll happen? Well. It ain't for me to say. You just watch out, huh? And watch your hands. Get it on your hands. It's liable to grow hair in your hands if you get it on them. My hands? The poster is really great. <laughs> Everyone, it's getting there. Everyone go look up that poster, buy it, uh, put it on your wall. Also, look up the podcast Movies Over Salad, which is uh, a, a... Oh, dude, it's gone. It's now lost defunct to the, podcast. To the ether. It's not up anymore? I mean, I can send you the file. Oh damn! Well, maybe because we have a, uh, a a review. We have a an old podcast that Rocco and my friend Jeremy and his friend 
did where we watched peanut butter solution and, and went into full detail. Mm. Really just cracked that nut open. Did you guys eat salad? Oh yeah, we did. You always make a we made we ate a peanut butter salad. Really? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yep. I think for so for the beginning of the, of the podcast, we would actually like make a salad themed around the movie, but then but then we just decided that any any food with two or more things was <laughs> technically a salad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we just ate peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a sal- it's a salad. It's a salad. I can't yeah. remember though. Sir, for two weeks now I've been bald. We did everything to get my hair back. Nothing worked. At last, I tried this extremely dangerous mixture. It worked, but now my hair won't stop. My only chance is for this guy to keep on cutting. Please let me stay. I want to be educated. Well, uh, we got to get you in here, Rocco. We got to get you in the basement. Yeah, 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 I gotta, I gotta get on. I got maybe, maybe soon, you know. Yeah. I, I, we just gotta find a time that actually works, and then yeah. we can make it happen. We'll yeah, do it. Sure. I'm glad we were able. I to. I got a lot of free time. It's just never during the night. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Nick to wake up early. That's when we record. When we were previously like toying with the idea of recording this at 5:30 so that you could uh, come on, I was like a little bit. Were, he was but, blowing up my phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like GTA calling, yeah, just complete. waiting for Nick to like jolt upright in his bed. Just. No, I was past the fuck out. Trying. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Oh, oh you no, don't need no, 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 you don't need to apologize. Me no apologies. <laughs> no, no, One time I called my brother so many times to play Call of Duty that his phone fell off off his like wireless charger <laughs> and he it died and he didn't wake up for work. The next <laughs> oh man, I love to explain that one to my boss. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, I get it. I'm just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, you shouldn't get it. It's a pretty weird thing. <laughs> no, I anyway, totally guys, didn't. have a good show. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank it was you. great, Rocco. For thank you for the correspondence, day. and yeah. thank you for uh, going out there into the urgency sea of electoral politics. Oh yeah, it's it's fucking hell out there, boys. Do you wear a flat jacket to the school? Yeah, I had a helmet. All right, see ya. See ya, Rocco. God bless. I mean, I don't, I'm. I know I said in a couple podcast episodes ago that I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be hopeful. This phase is already over. <laughs> it's over. No, come on. It's pathetic. We what? we are such fucking pigs here. It is pathetic. Like I I, I was just like fo- like following the the stuff on Twitter today about Disney and Martin Scorsese, right? And you know, for anyone who doesn't know, Martin Scorsese wrote an op-ed because uh, it's been this long-going uh, controversy well, for a few weeks, anyway. Right? It's yeah, it's been going on for several months now. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, Mar- Martin Scorsese is like stating that he's frustrated with the current you know system uh, of uh, cinematic just you know production. Uh, he thinks that. Like a uh, big budget IP, like but which is completely de- you know dominated by Disney these days, is just sucking up all the oxygen in the marketplace. Isn't funding, uh, isn't allowing uh, the kind of projects that you know a lot of people who care about movies and yeah uh, yeah like w- hundred uh, hundred million dollar movies about priests and 
Yeah. In Japan. The kind of stuff that we that you know that cinema like, is history is like you that know. will never make their money back in the million. Yeah, years. we need those films. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we need it. Well, no, there used to be, there was there, I mean there was a thing called the Prestige Project, yeah, right? And that yeah. doesn't really exist anymore. No, and, well, not in the same. Well, they're just frustrated. They're frustrated yeah. like that movies as as as, as uh, the one of like the American art form. That you know dominated the you know the 20th century had is now just in a state of complete corporate like like it's oh it's obviously like always been this way, but it's like reached the point where it's it is basically yeah, one studio that this year this year uh, Disney will have owned I believe the is like 60 percent of the box office which is insane that is like uh, you know the, the you want to go into the weeds about you know how how like Hollywood like history like this is a monopoly and like it's technically illegal the Paramount decision they shouldn't be able to have all this kind of control right. uh, from you know top down but they do but anyway uh, he had a great singer about you know there's there's cinema and then there's audiovisual entertainment and that's worldwide you know, audiovisual audio entertainment which is what Disney is but pretty anyway good, pretty good term that's just the, the background and I'm just like following these yeah. people a lot of these people who are uh, you know are like are like I'm sure are liberal shitheads right they they are liberal shitheads shitheads who like think like wow I think that Black Panther can change the world and I would say this as someone who kind of, you know liked Black Panther quite a bit but like I don't think Iger thinks that you really think that no, the, no Iger is a fucking moron no, not he thinks JJ Abrams Iger. is his son no Iger is a fucking ghoul he, he just he just says that shit because he knows that's the red meat that his. Because that's the he thing. He did call out specifically Black Panther. Is like he was yeah. like, "How could Martin Scorsese say this when we made Black Panther?" Well, he's made yeah, it such a complete, an insanely disingenuous binary. Like, and that's what's so pathetic about this is that now that there's a, a, a coalition of people, like like people, people who are like probably resistance people, right? Sure. Uh, who who now have allied themselves with Disney, thinking that Disney, the fucking biggest company, like media company in the world, mm-hmm. has a complete he- hegemonic control over the industry. Uh, all they care about is bucks. They do. All, they're like they're suffocating uh, uh, exhibition of of, of of indie theaters all over the country. Yeah. Uh, with the rep stuff. With yeah, the rep yeah, stuff by vaulting everything. Yeah, and they 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 don't they do not uh, produce anything that has any bit of risk. All they do anymore is just fucking churn out remake of their own product after remake of their own product. Like there's nothing like if if like there's really nothing about this that is you could call artistic at this point a lot about about their model anyway about that you can't say well, you, it's not artistically motivated it's not artistically motivated in the slightest right. and and the history of Hollywood of course there's, it's always been a commercial industry but there were artistic pretensions that no longer exist with Disney right. there's no artistic pretensions it is a complete money making machine and these people think because they throw them bones because they read the temperature of the room and see. All right, you're talking uh, about the audience. The I audience, see. yes. Yeah, yeah. Disney like sees their audience. Iger sees his audience and knows. Well, the people these days they like they like the Black Panther, even though they didn't they didn't make a black fucking superhero movie for years. And then they made one and they made it at a budget less than their other movies, and it became a success. And they're surprised by it. But now they get to take that that fucking cultural capital and be like, oh, we we're the allies of the fucking we're 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 the ones who care about black stories. We're the ones who care about queer stories. We're the ones that care about women. And it's yeah, like, we care about black you stories. Don't. You made Song of the South. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean the, the Song of the South shit's crazy. I mean, I don't want to plagiarize another podcast. It's a black story. But, we but, they were Disney. We're trying to. I did learn something today listening to Karina Longworth's podcast. You must remember this, which if you care about Hollywood history, you should learn. You should listen to. But Song of the South, you know, it's like a famous Disney debacle uh, about like a, a pan to the, uh, the the glory days of uh, of slavery uh, produced in the '40s uh, with uh, it's a 
it's basically a minstrel show, film minstrel show. Um, it was nice. Everyone they they sang songs. Yeah, they sang songs. Disney's tried to bury songs this so thing, nice. Right? They don't want you to know about this movie. What's because, the problem? Yeah. Songs so nice. But it's just funny because um, the, like a very a same iteration of what's happening now with Iger trying to like say, oh no, are you saying that we don't make art, we don't we, we don't make art we don't care about people we're making movies for uh, for you know POC and women, uh, which is just patently false. Uh, they. they Disney tried to chant turn Song of the South into a, he tried to say it was a progressive project and he like he he, he fought for uh, the star who played the Uncle Remus character in the movie mm-hmm. uh, who was a, who was basically a nobody actor which the, I mean any black actor at the time was basically a nobody actor because there were no roles for them uh, uh, there were like ve- there were like a very very small handful of, of, of notable black actors at this time because they weren't giving opportunities, but this guy who agreed to do it because like so many actors, Paul Robeson turned it down. You know, a lot of the other notable black actors at the time turned it down because they, they saw the like, Sun of the South was controversial at the time, but they create this uh, they, they give him this role and then he lobbies the Academy the uh, uh, you know the Academy of Motion Pictures to give this guy an Oscar even though uh, an honorary Oscar so he became the first black man to ever have an Oscar for Song of the South and it's not a you know it wasn't a in competition where it was just an honorary Oscar that they gave to him to, to just like try to like be like that was them trying to trying to make it it was just trying to be like it, it was trying to be like, like turn this thing like you saying it's racist no it's not racist we're actually because we actually gave him a medal we gave him a medal for it and, and we, that's fucking that's what's going on with Disney and so many people have bit the bait on this fucking bullshit there are so many people out there who are willing to cape for a fucking giant company because we are so brand obsessed now we are we, we they they bought the 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 lie the lie that this this evil brand is telling you this pure capitalistic machine is and and they're like yep nope they're they're not actually here to get all of my money and completely crowd a marketplace and push out anything that is different they're here to give uh tell the stories that we want that all uh, the us that we want not those old white man foggy stories they're gonna tell stories that are like about Captain America but Captain America is gay now and that's I mean that's what they. Like they think that that's what's happening, even though that's not even what's happening. You're trying to tell me that there's like not emotion in these films, but like I seen these characters cry, I no. seen them look sad, Those I seen mo- them punch each other. The, the, all things that have happened, yeah, and that's the thing. All these movies do exist. The exact, I mean, it's not just Marvel movies to be clear. I it's mean, not like, just Marvel. These it's, characters, it's, man. It's just like kind of like blockbuster entertainment, which is like what movies are now. Period. It's just, the, I mean, it's just temple films. Films. When uh, Spider-Man had to. When did when he did all uh, the law enforcement? Si- s- choose between saving uh, Iron Man and I don't. The well, they just, other man. Yeah, they just want movies that, that make a pretty them, big thing. Entertain and it them. Was hard and Spider Man cried about it. Yeah, it was tough. He did He's, cry, and then there's a whole scene afterwards where he cried, and yeah. also there's one scene where they like grabbed each other's hands, and they looked in, at each other and they cried. I forget. Did you see these? Yeah. We, we've, Oh yeah, yeah. You've seen these movies. No, I haven't seen these movies. But, but no, <laughs> no. The, the audience just wants, it, and they just want these like vaguely entertaining movies that you watch, you process, and they, they're out of your brain afterwards that make them feel vaguely like good feelings. There's right? that one time when like Hopefully. they were outnumbered, and there's like one guy, but then all, all the good guys showed up. Yeah, it was tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking Assemble. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. It's like, and you saying that's not emotion because I fucking wet myself. I pissed all my fucking <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew. Well, it was also very progressive because all the female characters. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like, and they all showed up, even though Huge. only one of those characters had their own was like, uh, had God, their own movie so at this hot. point, and most of them don't even have speaking roles in the movie. But whatever, we're gonna we're gonna that's that's the Disney model. Make like throw a fucking bone out to make you pretend uh, that this is somehow. Uh, uh, 
woke, quote unquote woke. And uh, there's like that one time, like one guy thought that like he didn't want to do it anymore, but like he then he like thought about it and had a and he did want to do it still be a be a hero. Yeah, and thank God you know he did. I mean? Thank God he saved the American Empire. But, but he, uh, he's like, I don't know if I can do it. That and that pe- was emotions. People need when to engage with that art that isn't just about making them fucking feel entertained and happy, which is what those movies are. And that's what so many that people just like. Uh, I saw this exchange that was in, that was incredible to me, uh, uh, where this woman, uh, this she's like a YouTuber viewer who Grace Randolph. Uh, and she's going on about, you know, Martin Scorsese's got all these complaints about Disney. You know what he should do? He should, uh, he should just start, instead of complaining, he should fund in a, uh, uh, up-and-coming filmmakers. Which he does, And right? he should have his own distribution company. He does all those things. He has the World Heritage Foundation. It's the it's probably the single biggest uh, uh, cinematic group that is out there restoring classic films from Africa and other. He's doing actual real work that you could call woke, yeah. right? And then these people are like, like Hugo, uh, and then they're like, and then they hear about it and like, oh, haven't heard of it, don't care. And then, and 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 then someone else, Elaine May, you know, she's a she's a director uh, who was you know a woman director in Hollywood in the seventies and eighties who made some ambitious films that were that are very good that were in their time derided for various reasons uh, because for reasons that were largely out of her control and she lost her like she hasn't made a movie since 1987 but she's gonna be making another movie um, uh, for ne- next year which is re- really exciting oh I didn't know that yeah uh, and I saw some other person who's like because someone was complaining, uh, and you know, like, uh, who's this? Who's this lady? Like, what? Uh, you know, she bumped, she bombed out. Why does she get another chance? And it's just like, you know, like, you don't, you what? Don't have any fucking idea what you're talking? Yeah, about. you've never seen. And then, and then they're like, you have, you've, and then someone was like, have you seen these movies? You know what these? Movies? And they're like, no, it just didn't. It, they didn't make money. You know, and that's so many people like their their idea. It's like the Trump idea. Trump is a successful biz, uh, businessman. He's a success. He has money. He's president. He's successful. Avengers is the best movie ever because it has the most money ever. Like that's the fucking logic of these. Like it's and they but these people think that they're like Parks and Rec fucking like liberal shitheads too. It's incredible. I'm sorry. I've been ranting about this, but no, I, it's I, re- that was a good rant. I didn't I, want to interrupt it, it. it. And it just it. I are you gonna tell me that Civil War, of all things, uh, Endgame wasn't about wasn't about a human experience the loss or the trying to prevent the loss of a loved one that's not a human experience sorry man i've got to disagree with with uh martin scorsese here love his movies just think he's wrong on this one um but to actually ask that there be less that's wrong never limit somebody for what they're creating you cannot say this is cinema you cannot say that because if you do, you're limiting creativity. So, uh, last episode, we briefly touched upon the the fun together guy. Yeah. And the schwa guy. Benny schwa. I just like. Have you guys ever thought about the fact that there's a flaw in the alphabet? You say, no you say A, B, C, D, E. It's not a little hard to say. D, E. <laughs> you ever notice? Kind it's of like, r- oh, runs no. together. A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, it's D, E. It's you almost know? like so, an uh, extension of D. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that's true. Yeah, the fun together guy, Not he's isolated. I mean, he. 
I I I maybe wrote him off a little bit. Français. Abe say day day a. Look at that. Still an extension mm-hmm. of D. So I wrote him off, but he he is sufficient. identified a structural flaw in the alphabet song from which he has built up. Uh, what about like other languages? An alternative, uh, you know, and I the the the, the alphabet song mm-hmm. goes all the way back. Twinkle, 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 twinkle little star, right? A, B, twinkle, twinkle, C, little star. D, That's uh, original lyrics. Uh, it's uh, it's originally it's a pastoral song. You okay. guys know that it's a French pastoral song. I was not aware of that. Yeah, is before. The that's the tune? that's the melody. So I guess in like the seventeen, it was seventeen forty. I guess it was when the song was pretty big. Everyone was just wandering around. They didn't have words to it yet. They were singing the melody. Twinkle, okay. twinkle, little star. Okay. Uh, and eventually, they added uh, the, the lyrics. Uh, I just this is a long walk to I just want to read the lyrics to the <laughs> um, the original French pastoral yeah twinkle, twinkle, the, the French star. lyrics of the nursery rhyme exist in several variations of which the following one people? no 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 it's just really fucking weird that this is like the original lyrics to twinkle twinkle little star okay oh shall I tell you mummy what is tormenting me Daddy wants me to reason like a grown-up person. Me, I say that sweets are worth more than reasoning. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's like a parody of like a really shitty love poem that's out at the time. Okay. So they pretty much got him there. Fucking. Yeah, fucking. Owned him. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> fucking. Fucking take roasted. Take that shit home. So here we have now our alphabet song A B C D schwa E F G. And I'm saying it's important because now we have a total of eight with a hinge on the five spot. And that's a Fibonacci code. Eight being a Fibonacci. And the importance of the hinge on the five spot is also Fibonacci. And I'll go more into Fibonacci numbers when we get to mathematics. But, yeah, so the, 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 the fun together guy. His name is Gerald Folk. I just started watching more uh, <laughs> more lectures from him, uh-huh. just going deep into it, just learning about like you yeah, know yeah deep dive how like yeah like this the, is deep dive corner yeah the, like the Fibonacci sequence is like has something to do with uh, the something else and like that makes me think he's right. Wait, are his lectures like I see it like at a lectern or are these like YouTube car this lectures? Is, these, they're both on the same guy's uh, YouTube channel, and it seems to be just like a guy that just knows him. This guy, Gerald Folk. Okay, so let me just actually set the scene of Gerald Folk a little better. Sure. I was trying to figure out who the fuck is this guy that that passionately believes in fun together. I, I got... I, I, for a second, I thought he was like an actual professor at Wayne State, but hmm. apparently he's not. Okay. He's just a guy who dresses like a like professor. What are his bona fides? He, uh, his bona fides are that he's trying to win us a new letter. He... He, uh, he's just, uh. Wait, hold up, hold up. I thought you were joking. That's really what this is about? Yeah. That's what his scoop is. It's about fun to go. His thing is really about just getting on upside down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 100%. I thought this was a bit so, the whole time. Also, it's the, insane. The, 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 Why is he at the rally? So his whole thing, yeah, that we, uh, we have to, it's like anti-linguistics, <laughs> which is funny about it, that. This guy is, it's like got, he's, he, he got, it, it basically, I'm 
convinced this guy, like, smoked crack, did Adderall, whatever. He did some kind of, like, upper thing that makes you feel thoughts and be like, this connection, this connection, one night. And he, like, made the connection between the idea that, oh, when this, the schwa sound, man, that's, that's the sound of, uh, which is, like, the sound of confusion, which is, like, Ooh. when you hear the sound, you'll think, uh, what does that mean? And then you'll know that it means, uh, and it's like, it just, you can listen to him go on about it, really. Uh, and, and he leads up to the culmination of his philosophy in this article I was reading about him. He just has this really brilliant, uh, quote that I want to read. Uh, we have a lot of words that should be good words, but have lost their definitions, Gerald says. Take the word peace. We say peace in English all the time, but do we have any idea what it means? When greeting people, Palestinians say salam, and Israelis say shalom, both of which mean peace, but they've been fighting for years. Peace becomes just another meaningless concept. I'm hoping having a new word will be harder to misuse to lie about. Interesting. Yeah, so if we just, like, the reason they're fighting is it's a, communi- it's a miscommunication. Obviously. They I th- thought everybody knew that. They think that, like, if they could just be, like, both come together and just both say, hey, do you want to have fun together? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that just automatically, like, all right, let's start dismantling Iron Dome. Let's remove the fences around Gaza. Yeah. Let's start rebuilding the water treatment facility. Let's get their power grid back online. A misunderstanding. And that's why... Wait, I, but what are the Palestinians going to do? Because that's, uh, that's all stuff Israel is going to do for them. The Palestinians... Sounds kind of one-sided to me. The, oh, yeah, the Palestinians, they're going to... Just lob more um, rockets? They're going to... Tel Aviv? Well, they're just going to be peaceful now. Because they know the word for it. Oh, Because okay. they've been bad. They've been bad, unruly, because they didn't know the right word. Ah. Yeah. And and so, like, if, if we just tell them... Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it sounds really stupid, but then when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we should have talked to this guy. Honestly, it would be super cool if we could make this guy the next Jordan Peterson. <laughs> There's yeah. just, like, online Dude, devotees like, out there, like, fucking, like, just Pepe guys who are just like, you know what, you know, we really need to do is we got to start using the schwa. That's, that's you know, that's going to change things for me. That's going to get me pussy. Shawa wing. wing, yeah. <laughs> the other perfect detail of this guy is like he's like a divorced guy that just another Jordan Peterson parallel. <laughs> oh fuck! Just wanders around Detroit. He also looks like Jordan Peterson in that he's a sad white guy with a shitty beard and a bad hat, a stupid hat. Bad um, hat, Harry. I really like this. Uh, just to just just take a step back from the whole. Uh, pretending that this guy's good at all uh, thing. And let's just read. I just You're like, dropping the bit? Yeah. I'm just going to... Okay. Gigs up. Guy's stupid. Okay. All right. Uh, Whoa! Breaking news. No, actually, I'm going to edit that out. Uh, he's smart. So... Yeah, we want him to become but, like Shrimp Pierce. So what we have, though, actually, is uh, Big Linguistics is trying oh, to yeah. s- uh, smash out uh, his his new revolutionary idea of how we... They just big linguistics is against human beings achieving the next step in human evolution, Holy which is shit. dependent upon the schwa. Listen to this fucker. Listen to Robert Frank, professor of linguistics at Yale. I don't think the English language is really lacking in its expressive capacity. 
he pointed out that there existed little scholarly evidence to suggest a correlation between the number of letters or sounds a language incorporates and its ability to express sophisticated thought. Italian, for example, uses only 21 letters, five fewer than English, yet enough to accommodate the likes of Dante. Oh, oh, got him. Like, oh, okay. Dante. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. We got to get that schwa. Who reads Dante anymore? <clears throat> Yeah. Talking about Dante from Clerks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta say though, I mean, I think language is alive, and if the people want the schwa, the people should have the. Oh, schwa. we should give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the author of this article pointed out that uh, that Gerald Folk was just like Mufasa Kemal, uh, the the founder of the Republic of Turkey. He won a battle in World War One, and then he fought against all the. He prevented all the Allied powers from. Uh, from coming in to Turkey, and then he did massive reforms and stuff. Okay. Uh, and he also fixed the alphabet and made the alphabet good in Turkey, and okay. he made all the right letters be in there. And that's pretty much like they're the same. So. I mean, a s- spiritual predecessor, at least. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a Bernie supporter. Yeah. I just think this guy needs to be in the cabinet, I guess. Sure. Yeah, the uh, Department of Linguistics. Yeah. The Department of... Uh, words and Peace. No. Lingual new, human new psychological evolution. Neologisms. Human neologisms? Yeah, the Department of Neologisms. Yeah. Of good new words. Jisms. Jisms. The Department of Jisms. jisms. Department of Jism. Yeah. Jism. Let's get him out there. We should get him on the podcast, really. Secretary Ron Jeremy. God, what if we could get him in here and just get him to... The thing about him is that I watched all these videos of him, and he has this... Department of the Interior. (laughs) He has, like, his speech down. Department of the Posterior. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um... Butts. Well, hello. Have you met Uncle Gerald? Hi, I'm Uncle Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a writer who's trying to win for us all a new letter in our English alphabet. This is a similar, similar thing. There's a whole genre of... Well, did you see the video of the guy at being held at gunpoint by, like, all these cops oh at a God. gas station? And, like, he thinks they're going to fucking kill him. And the, his girlfriend's like, please don't. He didn't do anything. Like, please, please don't shoot him. Like, don't shoot him. And then it turns out uh, it's a proposal. It's the most insane thing whoa. I've ever seen. And it's like a black whoa, couple, you know? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. And, like, the black dude that he, like, sat his girlfriend up to think that the cops were going to murder him. Yeah, you're watching. You think it's, like, a like a fucking Sandra Bland or one of these, like, like oh, shit, this is one of those videos. It was that- fucking crazy. It's wild to watch, man. Damn. I don't know Because, how- like, I thought I was going to watch this guy get fucking murked. Me too. And because uh, it was like, you won't believe how this this video ends. Like, right. It's beautiful. And it's just like, how does like that guy like I was like, is this this I was like, at the end? I was like, I don't want to know. Like, this can't be a real proposal. This had to be like a parody of proposal videos because though like that guy, how can that guy think that's a good idea? How can he think that anyone will watch that video and be like? I mean, they looked like real cops. Speaking of weddings, when I found that letter from my mom earlier, and I was in the, looking in the wedding, the the wedding, I, I remember opening it and thinking that for sure it was gonna be like, "Oh, look, my dad kept his vows." 
And it ended up being this letter where my mom's just calling out my dad for being a horrible, violent drunk. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it's uh, this is very in character for you. Yeah. I think that's the end of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Very on, on, speaking of being brands, personal brands, you are being very on brand right now. (laughs) 